All right. So, um, like I said, this is actually the second episode of this month, and it's uh, it's pretty much right on the same wavelength because the first episode we did was High School Musical. Oh, love that movie. <laughs> basically the same. Basically movie. the same vibe. <laughs> same, very much the same energy. They turned Heather's into a musical, so they did. True. <laughs> Just High School which Musical, I, but make it dark, which I, which I very much look forward to watching now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now Spoilers. Seen the source material. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about Heather's today. And um, yeah, we haven't started a podcast like that before. Just saying, here's what we're doing. <laughs> here's what we're doing. What uh, was the, we had a line. What was the, the, the cops say a line like halfway through the movie? Oh, it was. It's um, like, it's like, shit, yeah, let's roll or something. Oh, yeah. like oh that. shit, let's roll. Yeah, oh, shit, let's roll. And I was like, well, now we know what we're opening the podcast. <laughs> well, oh, shit, let's roll. <laughs> Uh, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so I'll either be saying, oh shit, let's roll, or <laughs> something along the lines of, welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holton. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, the movie is 1988-ish, 89-ish. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, premiered at festivals in 88, actually went the, like wide theatrical in 89. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're both right. Yeah, everyone's right. Yeah. Everyone wins. Heathers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie's Heathers. Um, and um, I guess this week, Sam and, uh, and Bree. Hello. <laughs> I forgot if I said the name and then let people respond, so I did kind of both. <laughs> it's okay. I just made... You honk just honked. Over honked. There. <laughs> yeah, you honked. Got nervous. I didn't know what else to do. I honked. Uh, so we're off to a good I'm, start. I'm playing a road game. I'm not used to it. I'm used to doing this in my house. Right, yeah. It's, it's a little it's different It's a wonderful here. day and you're a terrible goose. It's a little, it's a little more echoey here, so apologies for that. On the, uh, I'm sure you can tell if you're listening. This is our second episode of Back to School Month. We started with High School Musical. Today's Heather's. We'll also get Mean Girls to and um breakfast club in there also yay it's gonna be a fun month couple from the 80s a couple from the mid thousands <laughs> two it. classics that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah middle uh, yeah like le- mid to late gen x gets nothing yep. no 90s <laughs> early gen stay x stay out of here she's it. all that yeah no thanks <laughs> get out get out of here <laughs> Not another teen movie. Yeah. So uh, the way it worked out, so we're going to talk about Mean Girls later this month. So it probably worked out well that you guys are also doing the Heather's episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually was going to talk about uh, Mean Girls a little bit. So. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of shared DNA. Before we get into that, though, I am curious if you guys have watched anything good recently. Or I should mention, our la- a couple episodes ago, we talked about The Quarry. So if you have any wrap-up thoughts on The Quarry... <laughs> Coming from Until Dawn in 2015, mm-hmm. they had hit an agenda, which was kind of a miss. They had some other games that were kind of a miss. They had dark pictures that were very bite-sized stuff. Yeah. And then they come up with the quarry six years later or seven years later, whatever it is. And this game slaps. And it's just <laughs> like, I hope that they realize that, I ho- or I should say, I hope this. I hope they can make these games in a quicker fashion. Because mm-hmm. like I would love just to get another one of these games in like three to four years and just keep going with this. Mm-hmm. It feels like yeah. this it's like it's like an event. Yeah, this one really is very easy. I will. I'm not going to get tired of it. It's very easy to like bring people in and do it. It's not. I don't even think. Uh, dare I say? I don't even think it'd be hard to mess up. Like as long as you have the formula and you're doing it, you don't even need like big. They get pretty decent sized named actors for video games. Like the story's just got to be good. Yeah, you just need a good story. You need a good villain. Like, yeah. and I don't think. 
it's that hard to come up with good horror villains these days. Maybe that's as someone who's not a writer, maybe that's easy to say. Yeah. But. yeah. They had a lot of big quality light changes too from Until Dawn to the quarry. Yeah. Because uh, the quick time events are a lot better. Um, the motion capture was a lot better. The movie mode is good. So like you can literally just pick a path and just watch. Like you don't even yeah. have to play it if you don't want to like worry about like the quick time events. Um I haven't finished the Until Dawn playthrough yet, but as someone who hadn't played it before and it's just since playing The Quarry going back, some of those quick time events are brutal and they, they go on rough. forever. Yeah. Yep. And you're just like, well, I hope I don't mess one thing up yep. out of these 30 yep. super fast button presses. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I, and I was playing with a group that doesn't, that is mostly PC and doesn't use yeah. like game mm-hmm. pads. And so those are in the quarry. It's mostly just like stick directions. Yep. Right. Yeah. I actually failed one of my first quarry playthroughs because I was so used to the immediate hit. Like the minute you see something until dawn, just slamming, you know, something immediately that it was like, move your right stick. And I was like, cool. And I just slammed it down and it was like <laughs> to the left. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a delay in like when, like yeah, or what direction and when, like it's when more it of is. A precision than, yeah, yeah. than it is a reaction. Right. Even. Yeah. Um, but yeah. probably for the best. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I was going to say, I can't think of any TV shows or anything we haven't, but we've watched it that isn't the same stuff we talked about like no, three weeks yeah, ago. No, been a lot of uh, catching up with, we're caught up, I think, with Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because I think it's been a bit since a new episode came out, but we're on episode, I think the last one that's out is episode eight, but all mm. the ones have been 13 episodes. Yeah. Um, it did get renewed for another season. I saw yes, that. I was very goodness. happy about that. Different uh, showrunner. They, they aren't canceling everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah different showrunner. Different right? showrunner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Still we're caught up when, uh, with uh, what we do in the shadows. And I think cool. that's it. I'm behind on what we do in the shadows. I think I'm, there's one episode in the hopper for Harley Quinn that I haven't watched yet. Mm-hmm. So, Without spoiling anything for what we do in the shadows, the home makeover episode is extremely good. Oh, my God. That sounds good. The home makeover episode. It's the Sklar brothers are the... Are the people that are helping them? It's real basically good. like the property brothers. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> very good. Um, it is the only spoiler ish I will give is that the whole episode is structured like an episode, like a fake like property yeah. brothers like house mm-hmm. flip episode, and it's phenomenal. I love when shows do. It's not even like bo- I mean, I guess it technically is kind of a bottle episode, but like I love when shows do that. Like it's a, it's a very it's an easy thing to do. Like. Like this isn't even really a show, but the the league comes to mind where they have like the Rafi and uh, mm-hmm. Dirty whatever Seth Rogen's character's name yeah. is, um, Dirty Randy, Dirty Randy, <laughs> um, this whole like action movie episode and yeah, stuff. it's good. A community, obviously, community does that a ton. Um, oh crap, you're the worst. Uh, you're the worst. Did uh, a couple of those episodes, especially oh, yeah. giving like side characters like whole plots mm-hmm. that's a it's a good i mean not that that's a side character whole plot thing because it is just their main cast but yeah harley quinn did something like that with the joker episode oh True. that was a really good that episode its too, yeah. theme song yeah <laughs> it's it's really nice to have shows within shows or stuff yeah. like once in a while you know just for like special home run swing episodes if they land they're awesome but yeah, I don't think we've seen any movies. We didn't haven't gotten around to bodies, bodies, bodies yet. No, <laughs> uh, that'll that has to be on streaming pretty soon. I imagine. I think the theatrical windows are really. I did short. try to check, and it's not yet. So yeah, before you invited us here, I was like, "Do you want me to shotgun? We'll watch bodies, 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 and then talk about it later today, something <laughs> like that." But we said Heather's. I was like, "Ah, we can watch Heather's." That's funny. On that note, 
the movie this week is Heathers. Uh, premiered on festivals in 1988. Actually went into theaters in 1989. Uh, almost exactly a year after Beetlejuice was in theaters. So Winona Ryder is like a real big star at this point, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't alive, but I'm assuming. <laughs> I'd have to assume it was like a late 2000s uh, Emma Stone equivalent, probably. It would have to be, right? Yeah, that would yeah. probably be my that's my first comp to that. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense. Uh, who of you two wants to give a one-minute plot summary? I can do it. Okay, whenever you're ready. All righty. Uh, so there's a bunch of girls. Three of them are named Heather. One of them is not. And... <laughs> They're just so there's four having, girls. There's four girls, sorry. <laughs> and then uh, they're having the worst time. Uh, or no, they're having a great time making everyone else have the worst time. And then there's this guy who's definitely not James Dean uh, that comes in. And Jason he's like, Dean. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was, he's like, I'm going to, I'm a quirky guy and I got trench coat and I'm going to be real dark all the time. And then Winona Ryder, the non-Heather, was, is like, oh, that's cool. Why don't we just... Well, we mess with everybody, and then he's like, "Yeah, why don't we kill everybody?" And then that kind of happens for a while, and then, um, and then when is like, "Whoa, I don't want to do this." He's like, "Yeah, but you do," and he's, he's like, "No, I actually don't." And then they, uh, then there's he wants to blow up the school, and then right before they blow up the school, she's like, "Nah, I'm actually going to shoot you a bunch of times," and he's like, "That sucks." And then he gets shot, and then he she goes outside, and he's like, "I'm actually still alive, and I'm going to blow myself up, and I'm going to kill you too." And then he blows up, and she's like, "JK, I'm still alive. I'm just full of soot now." And then she goes up and kisses the last remaining heather actually that's not true there's two but uh one of the remaining heathers and steals her bow because colors are important but i didn't mention that earlier and now i'm done <laughs> yep you went over a little bit actually so i have to cut that out the part about the colors the jury jury strike the last five seconds yeah <laughs> yeah so this is a movie that is i guess the right on the cusp of uh sort of the optimistic john hughes teen movies of the 80s turning into the extremely cynical and ni- nihilistic Gen X 90s kind of vibes. Um, this is right when, you know, what's 1988 into 89, Nirvana is coming into mm-hmm. their own, but yeah. not quite there yet. So this is this is peeking over the fence at um, nothing matters and the world's ending. Yeah, I believe <laughs> Christian Slater in this movie like started like a lot of the grunge looks like in like popular media. I think uh, I was reading that he like um, his look in that movie and like him channeling like young Jack Nicholson uh, was very like grunge adjacent. Yeah, there's channeling and then there's doing a Jack Nicholson impression. Well, I'm more mean like the look and stuff, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. edginess and stuff. Just uh, just doing Nicholson, especially towards the end of the movie, just Nicholson and The Shining. Oh, is, yeah, is no. What he's doing. His descent into madness was definitely yeah. Jack Nicholson. Just the the one scene where Nicholson is walking up the stairs when um, Shelley Long has the bat walking backwards up the stairs. I'm not going gonna hurt you. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to bash your brains in. Yeah, I don't know why I got a much... macho man in there. For <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a baseball bat. <laughs> And um, yeah, I feel like the when he when JD goes into Veronica's room and she has fake hanged herself, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I came up here to kill you." Yeah, but oh, I was going to try and do, going to try and get you back first. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's just Nicholson's impression, yeah. specifically that scene. So, it's, um, but it's, yeah, it's funny to me because I mean, if we're just going to dive right into yeah, it, yeah, we're going to skip around. I guess yeah. we don't have to. But um, Christian Christian Slater. I mean, to me yep. is obviously like 
I wouldn't say the focal point, but he's like inherently they build him up to be the most interesting character oh, in yeah. the movie. And it's funny because like seeing the rest of Christian Slater's career, which we obviously can now, like he's yep. in his 50s, like he's obviously not done acting, but he's had quite the career. It seems like he just was like, all right, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this 50 more times <laughs> like he, he was like this worked and everyone liked it so just this keep it going because he yeah. still talks like that and a lot of stuff like he yeah. still is overly serious kooky like guy Su- suggesting extreme acts of violence and like in mr robot yep. <laughs> um, yeah um and uh i think mr robot sort of is like infecting my mind because going back to watch this i hadn't watched it in a few years and i was like is he like imaginary? He almost is. Uh, not he's not, but he like almost is to the effect that he has on Winona Ryder's. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna and, say in Heather's, he almost seems like a subconscious to right. to um, kind of uh, what's it like Fight Club adjacent. Yeah. Like, like he's he only, like, yeah, yeah. You don't really exactly. know if he's actually there. Kind he of. He only way. really interacts. That's the, that's with, the perfect um, yeah. reference. I'm right. getting it. <laughs> he he only really interacts with a couple other people like directly, I mean, especially yeah. without her being around. So yeah, like um, very Fight Club adjacent. You know, like. Plausibly, we you could have done a movie where Winona Ryder was just doing having blackouts. And, mm-hmm. He does know, have so. some interactions where it's like, okay, he is there. Yeah, I mean, but but there for the most part, it does seem like it does seem a little ambiguous yeah. as to whether he's there or not. Especially near the end, where he's directly influencing uh, Green Heather to become Red Heather. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The jocks in the very beginning, like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does exist, but yeah, yeah. There, w- there wouldn't be that many <laughs> tweaks necessary, no. right? Um, to make it a, a Tyler Durden situation. No. Mm-hmm. Um, do we do we want to talk about the colors? Because man, I want to talk about the colors. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's do, well, that's that's one of the first images of the movie. Is mm-hmm. you see yeah. the color coordinated Heather's playing croquet. Yeah, yeah. And it begins with Winona Ryder breaking the fourth wall and saying, "Dear diary, write to camera." Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're just in her head the rest of it. So yeah, they're color coordinated. Yeah, they're color coordinated, and the three Heathers are red. The leader is red. Uh, then there's yellow and green. Winona Ryder's color is blue. She start it starts more subtle and very quickly gains steam, where she's basically just wearing blue for a lot of the movie. There's some um, scenes where color you can tell the color is supposed to be important because like uh, Christian or um, JD wears like red after like one of the murders, um, and, she's and yeah, and she's purple because it's a mix of the red and blue that she was wearing. There's a lot of color oh, symbolism yeah. in this movie. When the red Heather unfortunately demises, yeah. and uh, then Green Heather wants to take over, she starts wearing red. Right. Mm-hmm. Direct symbolism of yeah. uh, JD is not wearing red anymore. He gives the red ribbon to uh, I think that's Duke. Yeah. Duke, um, and then Duke takes it, and now he is no longer wearing red. She is wearing red. And he's wearing all black the rest of the movie because yeah. he's the devil. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, this is uh, so. I think this this isn't obviously the earliest like big even because Beetlejuice is the year before, but not the first time we talked about Winona Ryder because we did a Stranger, Stranger Things movie. episode. Um, but first Winona Ryder movie we've done. And I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like around this time, blue is the, like the brightest color that she would wear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And I mean, Winona Ryder does a great job. Uh, I was, I was joking with, uh, Bree saying like, if I was at high school at the time, like if I was at someone who was born in like 1971 or whatever, mm-hmm. like I would have probably been really into Winona Ryder's like whole shit. Yeah. Um, 
Sure. I mean, I would have been the same with with JD, just yeah. brooding bad boy in the corner with that haircut. Yeah, would have risked it all. Just shooting blanks at people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pulling out lugers and shooting blanks. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because he's set up as like the the rebel, right? They yeah. call him JD. He's doing a James Dean thing. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I feel like the movie. There's so many other movies that are like this about like high school life and stuff that do not go to the extent that Oh yeah, this, that this felt it's does. as subtle as an anvil. <laughs> but no, I think yeah. within, it almost felt like a direct parody like to the point where there are some scenes that are just like this is this isn't subtle and it's almost comical and then like it goes back to being a little more subtle um yeah. with just splashes of like comedic like this this isn't like um I think the very beginning when they were playing croquet like we almost expected like a pottery smash sound because of where the ball landed. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a lot of like bright colors and sort of um I mean the the humor is fairly campy. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of I mean there is some dream sequences later so it is kind of lynchy in the way that his um not so much with the horror the creepiness parts that he would bring in but more the I guess the psychological the, the parts. Big, you, yeah, I was going to say like the, the bright colors and the sort of like parody of Americana, except yeah. this is um, upper middle class suburbanites. I yeah. guess. <laughs> if you told me David Lynch was going to make a high school movie, Heather's would probably be one of the closer ones like to what I think, you know, he'd go for. Like, I, I can see David Lynch watching this movie and being like, yeah, I can I, I can groove with this. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, it was it was written. And then the writer wanted uh, Kubrick to direct it. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So this would have been after The Shining. So mm-hmm. makes makes sense. Kubrick would have been rolling his eyes at every Christian Slater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They would have been in production a lot longer. I can tell you. That. <laughs> yep. Would have been a hundred a hundred takes takes of Christian Slater screaming. Yeah. Out, Game appeared to kill you. <laughs> Just him saying greetings and salutations, but it would have been like 500 takes. Um, yeah. So, man, it's uh, we, we haven't said this plainly yet on since I started recording. Did you guys like this movie? Yeah, <laughs> um, I did super love it. I love like uh, high school movies and especially love when they do something just slightly different. It was like one of my favorite movies is Mean Girls straight up. I know there's no nuance to that. It's just Mean Girls. Um, but I love Mean Girls and I love um, either movies that you can tell Mean Girls got influenced from or mm. movies that were influenced by Mean Girls. Sure. And I definitely feel like they got a lot of influence from Heather's. Um, another one that I also uh, thought was um, probably took some um, some inspiration from Heather's and then also Mean Girls probably took influence from them was The Cult. I don't mm. know if, um, if you've seen that one yet. Uh, it's really, really cheesy witch movie, uh, but it was probably also could be like a good one for this month. It's just high school girls that um, that did a ritual to get powers from Satan and they turned into witches and then it all kind of goes awry because they get a little too hungry with power. Ugh, um, hey, when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Heather's but witches. It's yeah. great. And I mean, to your point, if you look at like the core four girls in this movie it is it does pretty much map one-to-one to mean girls exactly yeah. yeah the cult too with uh there's just one girl that like is like the one you can tell doesn't super fit in for whatever reason mm-hmm. um and so i don't know if heathers was the first one to have that um that roadmap, but um with at least the um 
the start that is they are not nice and then ever like going from there they i think that might be one of the first and i think a lot of movies can attribute it to them yeah and instead of um like whatever clothing rules that the plastics have in mean girls the, all the girls in heathers just dress like realtors <laughs> I guess. Like prep school. I was saying, yeah. I was saying to Brew when we started the movie, like how old? Like I was like, I don't know if these girls are old or if it's just the '80s yeah. clothes on them. Yeah, like, no, because I think Winona Ryder is only like 17. 17, 17 right? yeah. Christian Slater's 19. nineteen. I didn't actually check most of the rest, but yeah, I don't think anybody was yeah. super old. But like, there's a popular Reddit clip that goes around every once in a while. That's like a shot of like a high school in like 1985 or something like that, and it's just like a bunch of people that look 30 years old because we're just Everyone's so used. Shoulder pads. Because everyone knew, like everyone who's like our age had parents that were dressing like that yeah. because they were those people. So like, oh sure, right, yeah. Yeah. right. So that's what it feels like. Too. Yep. That makes a ton of sense. Um, man, yeah. So this just this just accelerates because yeah, you're like, ooh, this is the bad boy, and the jocks are like messing with him. I wonder what he's gonna do, and he pulls out a <laughs> real gun. gun. Yep. <laughs> and they, and they shoot and it, fires and they, it at them. the shot is from his perspective, and then you don't see that you don't even know they're blanks until mm-hmm. the next scene. Like, yeah, yeah. This. There's so many good lines the, too. The, those jo- at least one of those jocks does look to be in his thirties. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. The one that looks like Josh Peck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ram, that's his name. Ram. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's got like the, the five o'clock shadow <laughs> and like a beer gut. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's weird. It start. It doesn't start subtle. It never is subtle. No. But it is. It is crazy because like that scene sets the precedent for the rest of the movie where it's like anything can happen at any moment like you just got to be yeah you got to be head on a swivel ready Mm -hmm. like uh, yeah and it's within the first 28 minutes that they've already murdered someone yeah (laughs) it it happens pretty matter of factly too (laughs) where they go into heather chandler the red heather heather Mm -hmm. Heather number one's (laughs) house (laughs) and they're like mixing a drink and he's like, I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put a Drano. <laughs> We're going to put Drano. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Let's just like mix milk and orange juice. Yeah. He's like, nah. <laughs> and then he just gives it to her. gives her Drano. And she dies immediately. <laughs> yep. And then Winona Ryder's like, I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, she accidentally grabbed the wrong cup and he didn't oh, stop didn't her from that. switching it back. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't actually mean to. <laughs> yeah. So that's I that's actually an interesting entry. But yeah, so they so the two characters have sex and murder someone within the first twenty eight yep. minutes. Yep. Um and um and again it's like the Tyler Durden thing. Did she not want to kill her? So because he keeps insisting that, no, this is actually what you want to do, right. and like more and more as the movie goes on. So I don't really think so. I think he's just, well, he's a sociopath. Like, JD is not right in the head, and you can just slowly see his descent to madness. So I really actually don't think that she wanted to. I did she I did think she wanted to, like, like harm her. Yeah. Like, or at least, like my, like, inconvenience her. But, like, I don't think she ever got like super aggressive because yeah. I think there was another Heather I think it, I think it was Duke again where at the funeral she's like I've thought about Chandler dying like a million ways like yeah. I don't care if that makes me sound like a bitch like she probably would have done it but like Winona Ryder's character uh, Veronica I don't think she actually wanted to hurt her she is a little more empathetic yeah. yeah I mean there's a big difference between Drano and milk and orange like curdled exactly, milk with an yeah. orange juice like, like she probably just wanted her to have a tummy ache like not actually die yeah Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not too long before they kill Ram and the other guy. 
I the forgot quarterback his, kid. I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, I don't remember. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I love my gay dead son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, the, 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 the repeating of the funeral is pretty funny. Yeah. Yep. Um, the kind of, I guess, the, over and over again, you're just reminded that adults and especially parents just don't give a shit. Yeah. No, yeah. They were very explicit with the uh, the message, the Peanuts-esque uh, bar, 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 yeah. like the adults right, yeah. just don't matter. Yes. The, the extreme Gen X opinion of every movie about how much parents don't understand or yeah. care. Yeah, and this is like to the nth degree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, man... So yeah, what was uh what was like most surprising to you guys not having seen it before? Just it, overall, it doesn't have to be a specific moment or scene. So, so my background to Heather's before we watched it was just like I knew it was dark. I knew there was I knew there was violence. Like it's you know, dark. Like I, yeah, like I knew it's dark, it's violent, it's R rate. Like it is not like a. But I was, I think the most surprising thing was still when he pulled out the gun in school. <laughs> like just like up until that point. You don't really like it, like everything's kind of like you're just like, like I could just see it being like, oh, this is just someone doing a John Hughes movie, but just throwing some F bombs in there. And it's just, and like just being a little more cynical with everything. And then that moment, I'm like, oh, this is its own thing. Like it's clearly <laughs> still evoking that stuff. But it's it very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, it, it'll be very. I had heard the fuck me with a train saw line yeah. already, oh. so that did mm-hmm. not throw me off yeah. super hard as much as it might have in 1988 watching this for the first time. Right. Um, I had heard of the movie because I've had I'd had friends that like really loved this movie. I just never looked into like what the actual plot was. So uh, when going into it, I didn't look it up first, but oh, I I fun. knew I knew something about there being a suicide pact, but I thought it was like a literal thing. I thought like there was like. Um, cause I seen like, I, my, one of my guilty pleasures is lifetime movies and they have cheesy like plots like that. So I thought it was similar yeah. that it was like a black comedy about like, um, this high school or like the popular kids had suicide packs. I did not know it was two people killing people and then <laughs> making it seem like suicides. So, um, that was a fun, a fun, uh, turnaround for me. <laughs> There's that one scene where I don't know if it's one of the Heathers goes to Veronica and she's like, "Did you hear? School's canceled because those two <laughs> yeah. guys died, died in a." In it's a, like a homosexual repressed homoerotic suicide. The minute she left the scene, I just said, "Thank you, Basil Exposition." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, yeah. So yeah, it's it's just slightly heightened where characters will speak like so directly like that. Right. Yeah, and I love which is still, it's, it's still it's a great line. Yeah. Uh, my, I think funny. by far my favorite line in the whole movie is uh, like, oh, I hate these childproof caps or whatever. Oh, my for God. The, I, the, I think we had to... Heather trying when, to commit yeah. suicide. I think we had to pause it because we were I, laughing so hard. You know my laugh. Everyone <laughs> listening knows my laugh. It was the ugly one that was really loud. <laughs> that was the one that, that I think, invoked immediately. I think we legitimately had to pause the it. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's just... And then she like... like Who was that one president that like also had that issue with the childproof locks? Where like they had to... like They saw like his bite marks on the thing because he was trying to pry it open there was that was definitely a president i think I it was like remember. nixon or something but there was there was a president but in that sense like she was just trying to open it just like fucking childproof locks like banging it <laughs> trying to open it with her mouth and then when veronica runs in on her like she just has a mouthful of pills and it's just not even sad it's just funny and then, yeah and then she's like suicide's supposed to be a private act yeah <laughs> Yeah, and the, 
the day after Veronica fakes her death to fake out JD and she comes in the art teacher's like, oh, I heard JD said that you killed yourself. It's like, you know, we should really talk. <laughs> Whether or not to kill yourself is one of the most important decisions. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh yeah, this like shitty fake uh, nice yep. teacher dude. Yeah. It's just it, it does, there's no adults or any men who come out good in this no. movie. No. Really. There's, the there's so bit. few re- redeemable characters. The running really bit with just the Veronica and Martha and yeah. that other like nerdy friend. The orange girl, the orange ball friend. I don't yeah. I don't know. Right, yeah. I was just going to say like the uh, the running bit with the dad or he's like, why do I always do this bad thing? And Veronica's like, because you're an idiot. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Those two scenes that mirror each other when she's like going off to a party and then like going mm. off to a funeral and the parents are just completely distracted yeah. and react exactly the same way. The like super villain CEO dad of the yeah. of the building company, JD's dad. <laughs> like it's there's all the the adults are such caricatures of like what they're yeah. making fun of. Yeah, that guy just basically that's just that's like an eighties guy, I guess. Yeah. The, that's where Trump came from, the eighties, right? So. Yeah. Um, do do we think that I knew that loose was two noose was a mistake or written in the, in the script? I feel like <laughs> that was that has to be written in there. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I don't know if he would have loved sure. that, but it's pretty. Funny. If he did, it would have been funny. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he if he did, he recovered very well. It's just whether yeah. or not he did or not. I mean, he's pretty locked in. Christian yeah. Slater in this is pretty good. Um, last episode, I was talking about how. Like the acting in High School Musical, it's not like going to win any awards. But yeah. I thought Zac Efron was sort of like head and shoulders above everyone else because he has like a physicality, not just like to the there's some dancing obviously, but like to the movement and his comedic timing and stuff is mm-hmm. like the stuff that you can't teach. He's a lot more sophisticated in, uh, um, especially Zac Efron in High School Musical two. Oh, uh, I don't gosh. know yet. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be next month. Um, really quick, uh, it was Nixon that had issues with. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, but I was gonna say Christian Slater and Winona Ryder and Shannon Doherty and the other Heather's. Um, I do. I feel like everyone is pretty locked into the vibe of this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like it's not fully like can't be John Waters style, even though it has a lot of this similar color palette and some of the same humor. But it's also dealing with extremely dark stuff, mm-hmm. but with such a kind of jaundiced eye that is mm-hmm. uh, really, really interesting to me. And just as long as we're doing fun facts, I don't know how else to work this in, but we're mm-hmm. saying it comes out to general audiences almost a full, uh, almost exactly a year after Beetlejuice. And um, Otho, the guy who plays Otho, the one who ends up uh, leading the seance in Beetlejuice, he's the priest in all the funeral scenes here. I haven't watched Beetlejuice, so I'm pretty sure he dies pretty young. So no. um, I don't know. Red Heather also dies. Wait, you haven't seen same. Beetlejuice? I have not seen Beetlejuice. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> it's horror month. There you go. Oh, she Can't does be too. Horror month. That makes sense because on Amazon, if you like pause it, it shows you like the actors and you know if it's like a Shannon Doherty scene, it's pretty recent. And yeah, Winona mm-hmm. Ryder, Christian Slater, but hers is from Heather's. Yeah, yeah. she died what 32, 32 I think we saw? 2001 of a brain tumor. Wow. Yeah, yeah. awful. Do you think Christian Slater's mad that he wasn't like 10 years younger when Titanic came out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. He's got a kind of like slippery quality He's to him. He's a little him more that. sinister, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he could have done he Or if he was like though. 
uh, just a little bit older, and maybe he could do the Billy Zane part. I said <laughs> that's that to literally her. verbatim I said, what I he said. Like, yeah, I was like, he's actually probably more mad. But I don't think Billy Zane did a bad job by any means. I, I wouldn't change Billy Zane <laughs> out for anyone. <laughs> I feel like Christian Slater's just a little too boyish good looks for yeah. for that Christian part. Slater, he would have been a Leo. Christian Slater could have been the. Uh, the like bodyguard that was just purposely <laughs> trying to kill Leo in that movie at yeah, all if times. He was forty years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he was now, he could probably do it. That guy just died, actually. Yeah, I saw that. Well, yeah. We don't have to keep talking Not about who's dead. But, um, um but yeah, no, Christian Slater. I feel like Christian Slater's had a weird career, to be honest. Like Yeah, I feel like Mr. Robot was sort of framed as like Christian Slater's back. back yeah. Um and the small TV version of Robert Downey Jr.'s return. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I don't yeah, I don't know. He's 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 obviously very important culturally into the you know late eighties, early nineties and yep. Gen X crowds, but um yeah, I mean he never they really can't popped. all be Leo. <laughs> like he never was really like A list like banger, banger, banger movie like the way that like a lot of other people I'm trying to think like from the Hughes movies and into this, does anyone really stick around? Long term, I guess Winona Ryder, but so she, she's relevant, down but for. A yeah, while. then she goes. Yeah, then she goes through the the shoplifting stuff. Yeah, that was how I first knew who she. I didn't even know who she was when I was a kid, and then it was yeah. like Winona Ryder's been shoplifting. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know who that is. And that, that's sad. That and Mister like, Deeds. Yeah, like, I think Mister Deeds might have been like right after that. I think because I think right I remember thinking sure. like, oh, the girl from the girl that was shoplifting is Mister Deeds. The only thing I can really think of is maybe Raleigh, uh, Molly Ringwald, but like she kind of stopped doing yeah, lots she of big movies. Yeah, she basically stopped. And too. she just started maybe doing like maybe like playing a mom in a TV show because she was like she was the mom in uh, one of the moms in Glee. She was, I believe, also the mom in like uh, the American Life of uh, t- or the Life of an American Teenager, whatever that show is called oh. about the pregnant woman okay. or a pregnant girl. Like she just she stopped doing a lot of those um, teen movies, but then just started playing moms. So like she was yeah. still kind of relevant. Like she, I don't think she ever stopped acting, but she did pretty big TV shows, just not big roles in them. Yeah. But that's like the closest thing I can think of of people kind of staying in relevancy. Roderick. I mean, if you count like going to theater, he's huge in yeah. theater. I don't know. Um, Rob Lowe. Oh yeah, maybe. Charlie was Sheen in? was kind of in there too for a little bit. Not great, but he was there. Um. Uh, Winona Ryder was also in um, The Crucible and uh, Girl Interrupted in between that and Mr. Deeds for what it's worth. Oh, she's working. She's she's big, yeah. (laughs) She, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting thought because, like, not anyone from this movie really blows up in a huge way. Like, you see them and you know that, like, you know who Shannon Doherty is. You know who, like, if you ask the question in like 2000, who the most famous person from that movie is, Shannon Doherty might be the answer yeah. at the time. When Charmed is going strong. Yeah. yeah. I would assume it was shifted back to Winona Ryder now. Well, Stranger Things is. Yeah, exactly. Um, but. Yeah. I, I love all. Yeah. I That's that, that's a good point. Uh, sorry. I was going to take a hard left turn. Do you have anything to wrap up on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> take your hard like, here's a, and here's a different thing. <laughs> Um, I, I love all the kind of like 80s cultural accoutrement of this movie. The radio show that's just called Hot Probs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all the fashion. I don't even think it's an 80s thing, but just that Winona Ryder writes with a monocle in. Yeah. <laughs> that was a choice. Never. They never talk about why. It's just one of those things. I want to know what she was actually writing because her hand was just like really. Any, anytime they showed it, she was fitting like maybe 10, 10 words, words per page. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I uh, said she writes like I write was one of my first yeah. comments. <laughs> which apparently she's a forging genius, though, yeah, which is funny that her own handwriting is really bad. When she's mad, it gets bigger. It's a real yeah. play face situation where the actual the actual baseline is awful, mm-hmm. but like they can, they can do the precision is there. Right. She can be Billy Bob Thornton whenever yep. she wants. <laughs> Oh, what a good bit. <laughs> I checked after that, like the f- first episode, I was like, that's actually, that's actually Billy, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, they, they, um, I think I think every name drop, like actual person is yeah. that person in that show and it's great. It's, it's something else. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, just the overall like ethos of this movie is pretty fascinating, I oh, feel yeah. like. And I guess it ultimately rejects both sides and does actually come down on sort of a like, let's just be cool yep. mm-hmm. place. But it's, it's talking a lot about the, you know, sensationalization of the destruction of youth and culture and stuff. And that seems to be what it's really trying to pick yeah. out. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I feel like... This could, this could be a Woodstock of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> as, cyni- as cynical as it could have been, I think it would have been better served ending with her just walking back into the school a blown up mess. Like, I don't think we needed the kiss on the cheek. I don't think we needed the the full or the full circle with the Martha. with Martha. Like, I like that she I like, like that. yeah that she like that, was that's like, basically just the credits. Well, that's yeah, yeah that's the thing. It's like that seems very like all right. Test audience didn't like sad ending. Let's throw this in there. Mm. But but uh, yeah, it's it's tough because you want to end on the strongest image. Yeah. And Winona Ryder covered in soot with smoking the cigarette is the strongest, is the strongest image. image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's nothing up to that point other than Winona Ryder's growth, I guess. Yeah. That would would like point to like, yeah, this makes sense that it's ending on this note that like she's learned to, her and her her learned lesson is be nice to people. It's like, well, she killed like five. <laughs> we really want to stop and think about this. I don't know if she's earned a happy ending. <laughs> Yeah, she's still okay. murdered yeah. someone. No, no one's really taking it that seriously, but she notices like every now and then that someone is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when they're laughing at the funeral and like the you seem like the kid's sister yeah. turns oh around. Yeah. Yeah, that one was You're actually like, kind of yeah. sad. Uh it also sure. the final scene also gives Martha a line, so that sag money. She yeah, gets that sag that money. money. <laughs> oh yeah, she doesn't have a line. She doesn't have a line no. until the end. Oh wow. Literally she said her line, I'm like, good, she got paid. She yep. deserves it. Oh, that's that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I I do like how it dovetails into like, I mean, I feel like this is the kind of thing that is, oh God, yeah, sure, okay, we'll reference it. Like in Dear Evan Hansen, when it's, you make up this thing and you're controlling it and then mm-hmm. it starts getting away from you now, yeah. like Martha's You're referencing it. Dear Evan Hansen, the musical uh, on, on Broadway, we know. Sure, yes. <laughs> um, the very, very good musical on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> also deals with some dark stuff and it is also about like a kind of um misdirection or lie that is controlled for the social benefit of someone that ends up outgrowing them and getting bigger than them yep. and once you see like martha is actually trying to commit suicide heather ye- yellow heather is too yep. um yeah that's a good call back to reality yeah, there goes gravity. Um, yeah, but. yeah. I like that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't revel too much. In no, not in the, the same Mean Girls stuff. way, where mm-hmm. they really make it up. They really have like a almost like a BSOD scene in that movie where they're like, "You are a bad person." Now, like, <laughs> like literally, yep. like Lizzie Kaplan yelling out a window, "You're yeah. a bad person." This like, movie, this movie slaps you in a face in the face a million times, but at least not for that. Yeah, I mean, that's all the yeah. slaps in the face are more like JD just being like, "No, you killed those people. Oh, and you yeah. wanted to do yeah. it." Yeah, <laughs> you. That was your choice. Yeah. You pulled the trigger on. Oh, Kurt, right, Kurt. 
Yeah, Kurt. Um, but yeah, there's the the sort of mirroring of at the beginning when they're all laughing in the cafeteria at Martha, and there's a shot of Winona Ryder looking like pretty distressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's it's again later on she has that look when one of their her and JD's plans are happening. And you're like, oh, okay. She's realizing that she's just traded some mean girls for other, yep. mm-hmm. like, she's just still doing bullying just in a different way. <laughs> just murder now, too. Right, yeah. It's just actually worse now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't have to have a character tell her that, mm-hmm. which is nice. It is also nice from, like, I know this isn't really what they're going for, but they have, like, the line, where she has the line, like, I'm not playing Bonnie and Clyde today or something like that. Like, it's it's... This is before Natural Born Killers, right? Natural Born Killers was 90s. That was 90s, right. I believe. Um, And then like... It's got to be, right? Yeah. It's nice almost having like a reverse like um, like horror movie kind of, you know, like you'd like trauma is happening 94. to one... 94, thank you. <laughs> um, the reverse is like... Like, they're not hunting these people, but, like, they kind of are. You know, they're trapping them, basically. Yeah. And it's, like, an interesting dichotomy because you got the campiness of a horror movie, but there's no jump scares. You know, you have the the gore of a horror movie, you know, but it's not, it's not over the top and it's mm-hmm. not a monster. It's a known quantity. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, like you said, it's the destruction of the youth and all that, and it makes sense. But it's just, it's almost, like, refreshing. There's not, I feel like, anti-hero or you know like 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 antagonist driven movies now i wouldn't say are overplayed but like it's a lot more common whereas i feel like i can just see the seams of this movie like someone born in like 1972 going to see this movie for the first time in the late 80s just being like this is everything how do i get more of this you know like yeah give me more (laughs) Yeah, it goes right into Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. A couple, a couple <laughs> years later, you can see, you can see it. They, they, they start ripping holes in their jeans midway through. The movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good movie. Good movie. <laughs> no, this was a very good movie. But okay, so uh, one thing that we should get back to. Good movie. We all liked it, and you said you probably won't ever watch it again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, if it, I, I I said that. Probably two thirds of the movie, maybe three quarters. Um, I think End you said it when JD movie. was doing his monologue with uh with Veronica fake being oh, on the fake. The, yeah, the I think that was around the, yeah, yeah, when he so was monologuing. Beginning of Act Three, basically. Um, my thoughts are it's it's extremely unique. It's extremely clever. It's very well. It must have been a blast to write this movie. Like mm-hmm. just. Being able to just, you know, take every or or like really like cut corners when you want to because it's a parody, but really delve deep into whatever you want to because that's the, you know, that's the the nuance. It's, it's a great like palette just to deal with. And I think that kind of my feeling was like near the end of it is it's like I just kind of get it and it's washing over me and it's great and I'm having a great time but like I feel like if I watched it again I would lose you know, like you lose the shock value of the things that are happening um you lose the bluntness of it and I don't know if I would watch if like I kind of said that lesson in like a, a knock against it and more in just like a this is just a great one time <laughs> you know it was just a great movie to see one time I don't know if you need like if you want to go watch it more than that Go for it. I don't care. Um, but it's just, I just love what it does from a shock humor, you know, point of view. 
Uh, it's not going to be an easy popcorn movie. It's not going to be a, in the background while you're doing something else movie. Like it needs your, it demands your full attention. It is worthy of it, and it doesn't waste your time. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, so we keep mentioning the writing. Daniel Waters wrote it. Uh, second time we've talked about a movie he wrote because he also did Batman Returns uh, as a co-writer and uh, directed by Michael Lehman, who, I mean, this is the thing that both of them are probably most known for. Yeah. Um, but just to have some credits on there so we're not just, you know, so we're crediting where due. And I, I basically agree with everything. What is Michael Lehman's other other best movie? You click on his name, what comes up to on IMDb? <laughs> um, maybe Hudson Hawk? <laughs> Truth about cats and dogs. Yep. All right. I can. Okay. Uh, Forty days and forty nights. Ooh. That's that's the one I haven't. Hey, he cashed some checks. That's what I'm hearing. Hudson Hawk was a real cat check cash movie. Yeah, everybody getting paid on that. <laughs> Hudson Hawk. My giant. That, that Billy <laughs> I don't think Crystal. I've about my giant and whatever whatever it came out to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That the uh, the Billy Crystal George Morrison movie. Yep. I don't know any of these movies being named. That's valid. Oh, nothing, just, just watch Hudson Hogg on a whim. Yeah. Just, uh, I think there's a. I think there's a. How did this get made about Hudson Hogg? I is feel there? like. I feel like there is. It's yeah. There definitely is. What year did Hudson Hawk come out? Ninety one. No, nah, that was a. That was a. Bruce Willis, right? Is the lead of Hudson Hawk? Oh yes. That was a Bruce oh, yes. Willis heat check movie for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, ooh, can he do something besides Die Hard? No. <laughs> was the was the very definitive answer. Let's not let's not even try. And then and then pulp until Pulp Fiction because that's the funny thing about Bruce Willis. Remember when everyone was like Bruce Willis's career is over? That was six years. <laughs> People thought it was over. He made yeah. Die Hard. He made a couple other Die Hards. He he bombed on Hudson Hawk, and then. Uh, then Pulp Fiction came out and everyone's like, Bruce Willis is back, guys. Yeah, like, it is like six years later. It's like six years. <laughs> like Maybe if I was still 18, I think that's a long time. That's like, I mean, especially with COVID, that's like how far most movies yeah. or makers go in between movies like yep. these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so any any wrap-up thoughts before we get to ratings? Or I guess you can integrate those into your ratings if you want. I don't. No, I don't know. It's uh well. Let me intro then. Um, so <laughs> this, uh, so yeah, let's give this as rating on a scale of one to five on any scale of your choosing by half increments. Go for it. Hmm. I'm gonna say four and a half chainsaws <laughs> out of five. <laughs> Fair enough. Hmm. I actually might give this a five, and I'm gonna go I'm with. New sluices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no sluice too loose. <laughs> oh, I mean, the, yeah. Uh, new sluices. Um, what would I... What's a good scale? <laughs> I can vamp for a little bit while you think of the scale. If you'd like. I don't know. You can cut it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but... I was really debating between four and a half and five. Yeah, what's the, like, what's the half star? So the half to me... I don't know. Like, I feel like I give a lot of fives on this show. So, like, there's already... I forgot what I gave Iron Man. I think I gave it a four or four and a half. I think the rest of the movies I've watched are pretty much given five. So, I don't think I've given something below a four. We're doing good. We've been day. doing good movies. Um, yeah, besides draft. draft day. Uh, but, uh, but like, like Heather's didn't seem like a perfect movie to me, but I loved it. Um, I wouldn't have a problem giving a five. I, f I tend to like the star rating more of, like, 
Five stars, just go watch this movie. You're fine. No matter what you really like, you'll probably like this movie. So in that scale, it's a five for uh, sure. Yeah. In if four is usually if you're interested in the genre, if you like the actors, blah, 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 watch it. Three is like if this seems like it's good for you and you know your style, go for it. And then two and one, I think two is just bad. And one is maybe it's so bad it's good, but it's probably yeah. just real bad. Um, but I don't tend to watch movies that I don't at least have an inherent interest in. So for me, it's five dead gay sons out of five. You would- <laughs> <laughs> I could tell just looking at you, you had one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't need to vamp anymore. I love but I'm just- my gay son. <laughs> I love my dead gay son. <laughs> yeah, there's so many lines in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, I mean, what's your damage is in this. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not like a pullout, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> Very didn't catch on. No, it didn't. Oh, I was, I, I they, was they, they brought that one out a couple times. Yeah, yeah I was. It's going to be very. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that had like any. Like that's the thing. Was like when was you it watch, that a this movie thing or was that an eighties thing, thing that just oh, never was like somebody it. trying yeah. to get it yeah. going? Are they making fun of that type of thing? Right. That's not being alive. Then it's hard to tell. Then mm-hmm. I think it it feels very eighties. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I like that almost. I think the perfect one of that is obviously Fetch from Mean Girls. Yes. And um, besides that, I wonder if. While Tina Fey was writing that, she thought offhand, like, I wonder if this is going to end up becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which well, it didn't. But Stop it is. trying to make fetch, fetch happen thing. is yeah. a thing. That is a thing. That yeah. is a thing. Yeah. So I don't know if that was in the book or if that was a movie thing. Because Mean Girls was a book. Um, I don't think I knew it was a book. Yeah, it's called like it uh, <laughs> it's like called like Queen uh, the Queen Bee or something like that. And then the Tina Fey made the movie named Mean Girls instead, oh, but she based it off the book. Uh, so I wonder if uh, the fetch line was in the book or yeah. the movie. Well, we'll talk about that soon. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, Great tease because uh, I've already mentioned the loophole before. That since uh, everyone I know has seen Mean Girls, we're going to actually do an episode on Mean Girls 2. But obviously, we'll have to <laughs> set up our Mean Girls 2 conversation with like an hour on Mean Girls. Mean Girls. <laughs> Are you going to name that episode Mean Girls 2? Question mark? <laughs> mean Girls dot dot dot, 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 dot two. Two. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like uh, that would be the funniest option. But then it's like, well, I don't want to mess with the SEO. I think yeah. we're just probably going to name it Mean Girls. <laughs> As the, the someone start else, of the description will be dot, dot, dot. As someone else who is a stickler for SEO stuff, yeah, I <laughs> would hate that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it would be funny. It would be funny. All right. Well, um, those ratings you can get on letterbox.com by just searching late to the movies. When you get there, you'll find us. We put all our ratings up there, and um, you can also find us on... No, I started Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podbeans. Podbeans. That's the only other place you can find us. Um, If you don't see us on Podbeans, check Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the works. Um, Thanks for being on the podcast today, guys, Sam and Bree. Thank you. Always fun. Yeah, it was very. (laughs) Honk. (laughs) Oh, no, he's honking. (laughs) 